To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Jason Wall's chief political reporter is with us. Hi, Jason. Congratulations on your award nominations. <laughs> oh, thank you. And yours too. Yeah, we had the radio awards come out today and, and News Talk ZB's done quite well. The whole station's done well, actually. Thanks for that, Jason. Um, okay, listen, the border, uh, the, the, this is not a surprise at all, right? They hinted from, at this right at the very beginning that they were going to bring forward the border, the final border stage. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if I remember the day that the Prime Minister announced this. One of the first questions was October. That seems like a long way away. And she basically, um, in just not even just hinted, basically said, yes, we will be looking to see if we can bring it forward. So it's not any surprise to see that it will be fully open from July 31st. And of course, that's two months earlier than um, expecting than we expected. Also today, Ardern announced a raft of immigration changes, including pathways to residency for higher skilled workers in global demand. And so it means when these changes kick in, um, those wishing to hire migrants for most roles will need to pay them at least the minimum wage, uh, the medium wage, sorry, which is $27.70 an hour. The new settings also include long signal changes to the international education sector, which is also full, fully reopening on July 31st as well. Um, but both National and ACT have backed the moves to bring the date forward, but ACT are questioning whether New Zealand is ready for this new influx of people coming through. Immigration New Zealand says that it will be five months on average to process a visa. The reality is if you're one of the 14% of New Zealanders born in a non-visa waiver country, then your non-resident family can't visit this year. Uh, There is no good reason when an immigration service has had the border closed for two years to catch up and now we're told we have to wait until they're ready to process visas. That's the reality. There's no longer a public health rationale behind keeping the borders closed. We're keeping the borders closed, pure and simple, because of ideology on the part of the government and incompetence on the part of Immigration New Zealand. Meanwhile, National said that this announcement should have been brought forward a long time ago, but Christopher Luxon wasn't giving us an exact date as to when he would like to see it happen. The Prime Minister has obviously said July 31st. We asked him, well, when? When if not July 31st? He wouldn't actually say anything. But the thing is about this announcement, I mean... The Prime Minister hinted it at the time. All the newspapers and radio stations had the story this morning. So there was really no surprise to the announcement this afternoon. Mm. That uh, Mark Mitchell tweet, you know, about Greg O'Connor and Portal Williams, is there an update in that? That's the most bizarre story, isn't it? It is a bit bizarre, and just to um, update the listeners on what happened, Senior National MP Mark Mitchell tweeted last night that he, as he was leaving the Parliamentary Cafe, he stopped and talked to Labour MP Greg O'Connor about his Parliamentary Rugby, the Parliamentary Rugby team. Um, but Mitchell's rival in the House, Potto Williams, was at the other side of the table. So, allegedly, according to Mark Mitchell, O'Connor said that, he wa- that Mark Mitchell wasn't allowed to sit there because, quote, the reason was they don't like me holding the minister to account. So, so Mark Mitchell was on Hosking this morning and doubled down on this story, saying it was disgraceful. But we asked um, Greg O'Connor from the Labour Party about um, what happened this afternoon, and he had a slightly different version of events. I take issue with what Mark said, but I'll keep to the rule that uh, what happens in Copperfield stays there. Well, what issue do you take with what he said? Uh, Mark's version of events is not my memory. What is your memory? You've got the chance to set this record straight? um, There's a a rule in Copperfields that what happens there stays there. I'm disappointed that Mark 
chose to take that outside. Um, I certainly didn't use those words or anything like them. So he won't tell us exactly what's said, but I do have a bit of sympathy for Greg here. And Heather, you might be able to weigh in on this one. You don't really, that is sort of the neutral zone in Parliament. It's sort of the Chatham House off the record part, and you don't really talk about those things. Is it? Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's been a, a pretty well, well-established foundation since I've been here. Oh, I didn't I mean, know you can have, that. Yeah, you can have, like, meetings and stuff and coffees with people, but in terms oh, of I've anything... I've been rabbiting on about all the stuff that goes on in there all the time. I mean, somebody ought to... There should be a sign on the wall that says, this is Chatham House Rules. I've just been spilling the tea, as they say, constantly. Well, Trevor oh. Mallard will be after you. You don't think you're out of his jurisdiction just well, yet? Oh, no, that's too right. Do you know what I would say to Greg? If you don't deny it, mate, it sounds like it happened, eh? <laughs> you can't yep. get around that. Anyway, listen very quickly. Why hasn't Chris Luxon put his uh, put his gifts in? This is weird. Oh yeah, well it looks like it was uh, he just forgot. So this is the pecuniary interests where we um, where all MPs lay out all, all the gifts that they've been given, where all their assets are, their mortgages and stuff. And then right at the beginning of this one, this has a little bit of a warning from Trevor Mallard saying that he was disappointed that Chris Luxon didn't do this in time. He included everything that was in his list um, into the actual list itself. But you know, he, he it was a bit late. Not sure why. We'll be following up with him on that. But you know, this is a, a very interesting. Interesting list that comes out. It's not particularly. Um, it's not going to set the world on fire today. There are a few little interesting tidbits, like the prime minister was given a gift basket from the ambassador of Cuba. Doesn't say what was in it, but from the ambassador of Cuba, um, Melissa Lee got a few bottles of wine and some tea from the Chinese embassy, and Nanaima Huta got a box of puff- perfume from the Qatar government. So you know, it's just a fun little thing to see what MPs have been gifted, and they have to declare it as well. Although questions will probably be asked about Nanaima receiving perfume from the Qatar government that has quite a questionable human rights record. Interesting. Jason, thanks very much. Jason Walls, Chief Political Reporter.